Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Hey everyone, got a very exciting show for you today. I have a, a young man who's, uh, who's admittedly said he's tried everything, struggled for 13 years, and kind of got going. I think this will resonate with lots of my viewers, so I was really happy he agreed to do this, which is off, uh, awesome. Let's welcome Kevin Logrande to the show. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Uh, if I could you know, come on and say hi to your viewers and give them my story and it'll help, I'm very happy. I promise you it will help at least one person. And your story may help 100 people. So you should feel really, really good about this. That's good. Excellent. Well, before we just jump into the full story, why don't you introduce who you are, Kevin, where you're at, what you're doing today, uh, and then we'll peel back the story. Sure, sure. Uh, Kevin Lagrande, I am from the northern New Jersey area, born and raised right over the bridge from Manhattan. So um, I know a lot of your viewers are out on the West Coast, but it's as expensive here, you know, <laughs> just colder, like we were saying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've been here my whole life. I went to college in New Jersey, so I haven't uh, been too far than my own personal travel. So I've lived here, born and raised here. My family's here. And we love it here. So I don't think we're going anywhere. It's just not the best investing area. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, believe me, right? Live, live where you want, but invest where the numbers make sense. Uh, you know, I, I totally get it. It's a key part of my story, obviously. Uh, so yeah, when you absolutely. look at your business today, do you have a focus, right? Are you buying whole, flipping, wholesaling, you know, note investing? What, what, what are you doing today? Through many trials and tribulations, I'm finding the most success today, one rental at a time, buy and hold, <laughs> single family. So <laughs> I've uh, focused in on that. I found success in the last two years. So that's where I'm going to put it all in. That is awesome. Yeah. One rental at a time works. It's not sexy. It doesn't, it doesn't look good on social media, right? That's, that's the problem, right? Is it doesn't look good in that instant <laughs> gratification. Oh, look at the check. Look at the stack of hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's... I chased for a long time. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let, let's get into that. Cause that's one of the things we sure. know we both wanted to do is, is hope people realize the shiny object is expensive, not only from a dollar perspective, but a huge opportunity cost. Um, yeah. So why don't you paint the vision uh, and take as much time as you want, kind of stepping back through this 13 years of um, start and stop, if you will. Sure. So um, 
I started back in 2006. So this is going to already start to give you the framing <laughs> of, uh, of where this started. But I didn't um, actually, the story doesn't actually start with, you know, trying to buy real estate right away. Mm -hmm. But I guess what I really want to focus on are all the things I did wrong. Because I don't, I, you know, I feel like I have scars, but my scars remind me all the time of the, yeah. the things not to do again, right? So cool. um, 2006, as the market's coming up, man, I bought a house and you're going to, this number's going to be amazing. 102% loan. <laughs> wow. So like, how do you get 102% loan? It was 2006, yeah. um, 80-20 mortgage. And oh, by the way, we'll wrap in your closing costs and because we're Green Tree Services, we'll give you an extra $5,000 for whatever you want. I'm like, I don't need it. And they're like, buy furniture. Okay. So I took, basically it was 102% of the value of the home. Uh, and at that time, man, real estate in the Northern New Jersey market, I mean, it was, I bought this tiny little cape. It was done. It was beautiful, but it was way too much money, way yeah. too much money. And again, at 102. So that really sets the stage for things that aren't going to go well in the next couple of years. But um, where my mindset really changed after that, so I was living this, you know, uh, so right now I'm 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry. So uh, I was living a really good paycheck life. Mm -hmm. um, and that house was perfectly example of that. Look what I could buy, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. The 40-40 life, in, yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And I was only less than 30 at the time. I wish I had known then. But uh, <laughs> that's right. okay. We're gonna, we're gonna laser focus now. But uh, in 2007, actually, my brother had moved down to um, South Florida. Had done well for about 10 years, um, but things started to really change down there. And he found himself where uh, I had it. You know, like we do in North Jersey. You say shovel, we say run, right? So my brother needed help down there. I packed up a truck. Uh, moved him back up into my house. And the one good thing about that, it was a tough time for him. But the one good thing I will say about his 10 years down there is he was surrounded by people that I could not find up here. And they were like-minded people. These were people that were coming, walking up to his bar um, at a corporate restaurant, walking up to his bar every night, successful people in South Florida. But they were like, look, I, you know, I own real estate. You, you got to focus on business. Don't do the corporate life, all this stuff. So on his drive up, and just hearing kind of him not being in the best place of his life, but there were some great things that he had. He had a rich dad, poor dad book. Yeah. He had cash flow quadrant. He had loopholes of the rich. And, you know, on that drive up, man, he told me all about it. And I read those books, you know, him living in my house. I read those books. We talked a lot about it. And uh, that I think was definitely a mindset change for me. So the problem that comes with mindset and having money <laughs> is you start to stupidly dump money yeah. into things, right? So um, I went to a, uh, I dragged him to a real estate like seminar and you know what happens from there. We ran yeah. to the back of the room. I signed up. They, was, they said, day two is coming tomorrow. Go home, call all your credit cards and increase those balances, you know, increase those credit lines. So we did it, right? Because I had faith that this was the right mindset and everything, and we were just going to go. But remember what's going on around you. Everything's appearing. I mean, prices are going up. You can't lose. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did, right? So I spent a lot of money. I went in all in for the, the courses. You're going to have the mentor that comes up to your market. So I'm not even going to put a dollar amount on it, but it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of money. Um, people would have called me crazy, but I was convinced, right? Right. But that was the first part of Sanyadra syndrome. 
I got five courses. I got lease options. I got creative financing. I got driving for dollars. I got, um, gosh, wholesaling, all these different things. And that was the biggest problem right there is what do you do with all this? Yeah. So our mentor came up. Uh, we drove for dollars in Newark, New Jersey. And it's just like, I knew something was wrong. They were driving for dollars in Newark. I'm like, listen, I grew up in Northern New Jersey. I've been around some rough neighborhoods, but I, this is not, this is, we can't buy this. We cannot be doing this. This is not the right place to do it. Um, so a lot of prospecting, a lot of speculating, right? Newark's going to turn. Light rail came in. Um, the PAC Center, the Performing Arts Center came down. Newark's going to evolve. I mean, here we are. I'm almost 15 years later on that. And it's, it's not there yet, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so we're driving for dollars in this market and I'm just like, gosh, you know, I, we did that for two days. The mentor came up and then like Monday came, I was like, Hey, I gotta get back to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, I gotta get back to work, you know? Um, so right away I realized that, and this is, Hey, people wholesale and, 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 uh, look, drive for dollars all day long and be successful. But for somebody who really was focused on his corporate life too. Just, it was really, really difficult to be successful with that. Yeah. There's a couple of things uh, I want to unpack there as we yeah. continue this story. First is, uh, I call it the sugar high. I don't know. I've never figured out what else to call it. You get excited about real estate. You read a, a life-changing book, which for both of us was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And we're like, and oh, by the way, it sounds, it sounds bad to say this, but the negative is we had some money right? We had, we had a W2 job that, you know, if we wanted, had, had a little extra at the end of the month, right? If we just chose to live a little bit more conservatively. That sometimes means we get stupid, right? And we just go, <laughs> oh, you need a thousand bucks for that? Sure. That's a commission check or that's a this or that's a that. And we're like, okay, yeah. you know, have it, right? I, I can lean on my W2. But we don't, we, we also don't feel the pressure, right? For some folks, right? Where that thousand dollars is, I got to go borrow from mom or dad or whatever. Um, sometimes focus and pressure is good, right? It creates a diamond. Um, but I suffered from the same thing, right? It's, you know, where do I go? What do I do? You know, and so it's, it's, it's an opportunity cost. It's certainly wasted money. Um, and then once you start getting multiple methods, when you have a W2 job, game's over, right? You just, without focus, you never get anywhere, right? Would you agree? Absolutely. That's probably, you know, again, I failed, but this is what I learned. You no, no, just it's focus a, on one thing. Yeah, no, this is, this <laughs> is know? not a beat Kevin up at all. This is yeah, a, oh, this is people learn one. from Kevin's story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the worst one at that. I'll tell you all day long. Yeah. Uh, you know, so let me ask you this say, question. Man. Let me ask you this question. So you, I think you said you had five courses. I propose if you would have just gotten one and focused for 52 weeks, the story might have been different or do you think no wrong market, wrong time, wrong city? What do you think? No, absolutely. It absolutely would have been very different because I go in 150%. So I uh, definitely have in, in that, I will tell you that is one thing I definitely have on my side. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we talk about how I've been successful in the last year, following your, you know, <laughs> guidance and looking every day, I look twice a yeah. day because it's awesome. just, you know, it's how it's how we do it. It's but, just how you uh, roll, yeah, right? Yeah. It would have been it would have been very different, right? And then I think um, other things looking back and and you know lessons learned. So hopefully other people could learn from the story. Is so yeah. So I took all the available cash and credit that I had and bought those courses. And then the mentor came up and said, "All right, so let's fund your marketing." And I was like, "What? Hmm. I have nothing. I have nothing left. You took everything I have. <laughs> like you can't fund marketing now, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. like you know I have nothing left." So. 
I would have, I definitely believe in investing in that education, but at the same time, you know, focus, don't spend on all of it. And then, you know, obviously it takes money to make money, right? So you got to save some of it to use, but I didn't have anything to use at this point. So then shiny objects. And so let's wholesale, right? You don't yeah. need any money to do that. <laughs> so flip, you know, flip it. So we started, you know, bought a sign, we buy houses, put it yeah. on the car, Yeah. had people calling us, but, uh, Man, I had the scripts, but I was like, I don't know how I'm going to help you. I don't have the resources. I, looking back, I hadn't set up buyer lists. I hadn't, you know, hadn't yeah. built the connections that I should have built first. So I would call somebody who was desperate because, yeah. hey, now we're lapping into like the 2007, 2008 time. Yeah, people were, I remember, man, that was, that was ugly on all kinds of levels. That was ugly. Absolutely ugly. But those people who were set up, um, set up to do that, um, probably were super successful, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah no question. Yeah. And, and, and boy, the wave came at them and they were ready, which was good. I just wasn't. Yeah. But I, I remember looking, uh, somebody called me up the street for me who saw my We Buy Houses sign and they're like, we're in trouble. We're, please help us. And just looking in their eyes, I was like, man, I can't help you. But, you know, I was like, but I know it in my heart of hearts, in my future, I will want to, I will do what I can with real estate to help people in right. that way. Cause I still remember looking into that family's eyes and saying, I don't know if I can help you. I don't know the right people, but you know, here's a real estate agent that I know and yeah. try to help them sell their house, but yeah. they were desperate and I just couldn't help them. And that was sad, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. I played so one on TV basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that's, that's what it turned out to be. And it was a shame, you know, cause yeah. they were looking, looking to me hopefully for the answer, yeah. but. All right. You know, so we're in the uh, 2009, 2010 now, probably. Um, yeah. where, where's your brother at this point? Cause it started with your brother driving up. So I'm, I want to make sure. We yeah. Tie in so uh, yeah, my brother's doing well, um, uh, met his now wife and they actually moved to North Carolina because my brother didn't really, he doesn't really like the New Jersey life, the fast paced, the crowds and things like that. But he really yeah. moved down to North Carolina with her, okay. um, has done well since, but everything, but we still, I mean, again, his mindset is great, yeah. uh, when it comes to thinking about these things and not, you know, working 40 hours to make somebody else rich and all that. He's got but, an amazing, but mindset. where is he in this timeline? Sorry. That's what I meant. Not, Oh, he was with me, like, you know, oh, just still with, it you. All okay. with me, all right. but we're just, but, but we're just not finding success <laughs> because we just, you know, we don't have funding. We don't have money. We didn't have, you know, and not that you have to have it, but we just didn't have anything to get started. Got we it. had the will and the time, but you know, so okay. then, you know, and we're, and we're going to local meetup groups and everything and, and everybody's sitting around paying cash flow, which is great. It helped yeah. me change, but we're not doing it. Right. Yeah. And this is where I started to get frustrated. I'm like, I can't, I don't want to sit here and just keep playing games. I want to play for real. Like, you know, okay. so um, that's when things started to turn for me. I didn't lose my job, but the market started to really go down. So the value of my home was down. I was 102% leverage um, <laughs> Ouch. and I had all these high credit cards. And then all of a sudden the credit card company said to me like, well, Hey, you're high risk now. So your interest rate is going up. Your minimum payments are now ridiculous. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, now this is, I can't even afford, I have a great job. I didn't get laid off. I can't even afford all of my own payments. Right. So at the time I had met my now wife, I moved in with her. My brother moved down with his uh, wife, but we, we went and we created the craziest alligator. But by this, like we had to, couldn't short sell the house. Yeah. Couldn't get anybody to even bite on, on what the bank would take for a short sale. So I rent it. And I'm like, okay, I still have a job. If I rent that thing and pay an extra, I mean, the mortgage was huge. If I rent that thing and still pay an extra thousand out of my pocket, at least I'll survive this. 
<laughs> That's the definition of an alligator right there. <laughs> Man. And we were doing that. And then in New Jersey, the high, you know, strong tenant state um, had somebody came in, didn't want to pay the more, didn't want to pay the rent. Right. Yeah. So now I'm paying the full mortgage and I have somebody living in there for free. <sighs> Take a lot of time, attorney fees to, to get her out. Um, then we move in this great couple who actually pays them time. They really love the house and everything like that. But the only rent I can get was like less than $2,000. Okay. And in, in the New York market, that is not a lot. And considering what I have for mortgage, again, I'm still paying, still paying. And then finally I was like, I'm done. You, you know, they were like, look, we, we want to, we can rent other houses for bigger, um, for less money, you know, yeah. because psh, people yeah. were at a major discount. So I was like, all right, just move out. And I was really kind of looking to like, like to just let it foreclose. I don't know right. what else to do at this point. It was, tough tough times so that was 14 2014 13 that was around 2010 11 oh so we're still there okay oh i'm sorry yeah yeah that was the that's depth. right I, I was, oh it was bad right yeah. so then but finally finally find somebody to buy it on a short sale okay um had yeah settled a lot of credit cards finally settled on a short sale and i finally felt like wow a little bit of relief yeah, that was cleansing, so, right? It felt bad. It was stressful. You know, it's nothing you ever planned to do. But when you get there, you just got to go, okay, we're, we're yeah. going to, it's cleansing time. I'm going to, I'm going to pay the price for a couple of years, but I'm going to get this all behind me and I'm going to be smarter next time. Yeah. But look at all the stuff we learned, right? Then we <gasps> get, we both saved our jobs and we get super conservative, right? We Amen. start living again. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, it took me a while to get away from being too conservative that <laughs> was keeping me from being successful today. But uh, man, we start paying down our first, our primary mortgage on the house that I moved, my wife had bought and we yeah. moved into. Um, we start paying that down aggressively. Hey, we got two incomes, man. We start paying that down. We start saving a lot for kids' college funds. Awesome. We, and, and that's when we start looking around and we're like, man, didn't anybody learn? Because now we're, you know, people, it's starting to recover a little bit and we're showing up to soccer games and we're like, man, we are not in like the best neighbors. like, new Mercedes again. Like yeah. I was saying to my wife, like we're like the richest poor people, you know, like yeah. we don't, or the poorest rich people, you know, like, you know, not buying Louis Vuitton bags. We're not upgrading cars and everything. We are just paying everything down. And while everybody's getting jobs, yeah, exactly. Well, everybody's getting jobs again and feeling comfortable. And we're looking around like, Oh no, no, stop. No, stop. You know? stop out, but they're still, but Michael, they're still doing it. Right. And it's, just, oh, but we learned, we learned, right. Awesome. Like, so, but I'm glad that we did that because then um, and we, and again, we're in high price neighborhoods. You're talking about taxes, 12 to $15,000 and you're not sending kids to those schools. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we have our kids in private school and when that private school system um, was failing the kids, we decided we needed to move to better school systems. So uh, rather than pay $30,000 for a great high school, we moved into a, a town that has a little bit higher taxes, but great school systems. So what do we do with the house? We didn't create an alligator. Nice. But because uh, because we had bought at a part of the market that was so high, we didn't want to just turn that house and sell it because uh -huh. we weren't the values weren't quite there yet. Yep. So, but because we had so aggressively paid it down, the mortgage is so low that it's not an alligator. But awesome. I'm telling you today that there's so much equity there that it's coming to the market that I think that my strategy for 2020 will be to offload that finally. 
Um, but again, because we had aggressively paid it down, like yeah. that's was that was success. Such a better so feeling, you're, right? You're, when it's not an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And and this is where you know having listened to your YouTube channel had really resonated with me. Like, yeah, conservatively finance, right? Don't play the forty forty game. Don't keep up with the Joneses, right? Like this is the stuff that I was like, all right, this is what's really working. Awesome. This is what's really working. So, um, so here we are now, uh, it's 2012. I'm doing side hustle real estate license on the side of what yeah. I'm doing. I have a sales job, you know, I, I, and I, I also do agree with some of the messages you say about having a sales job because I have a base salary that, yep. that pays and we live below our means. And then my bonus and my wife's bonus goes towards investing. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, we're again, like we're doing, th- we're starting to do the things right. So, uh, you know, I start looking at like, what, what are we going to do in, in real estate now? So we're stabilizing now. We're, we're definitely feeling better financially. I think some of the effects of short sale is getting off my credit, yep. right. Is getting better. So some of these things are behind me, but we're so conservative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I start looking at multifamily, yeah. right. I start looking at tax liens and I, and, and I spend time uh, trying to partner up and we can syndicate deals and all this stuff. I never jump in though, because I refuse to do it. But I do spend time going down to Houston, looking at the market, right? Yeah. Starting to really learn and things like that. But we just don't jump in because I just remember saying that person who was potentially going to go in as a partner was like, I can't do this. I, I promised my wife I would not do this. I would not put us at risk like that again. Yeah. Because those things, I mean, man, multifamily, if that goes, I haven't ever done it, but I mean, if that goes wrong, you're in for millions. You know, that's a big deal. You know, so yeah, there. So steered so, away from that. That well, first off, good, right? You you were starting to get that shiny object syndrome again and chasing the herd. Yeah. The herd's dangerous, man. Uh, I is. I now look for it viciously. I try to find out where yeah. all these freaking um, you know gurus and whatnot are forcing newbie excited investors to go, and I run the other way. And and people are going to get crushed in syndications. They're not going to get their preferred return. That'll be the first gotcha. The second one will be capital calls because the syndicators are undercapitalized. And third, their money's going to be locked up for five to 10 years longer than they want. And oh, by the way, they're not, they're not very liquid individuals. So when somebody in the group has to sell, it's, it's going to become forced sales and people are going to walk away with you know, half their investment. It's, it is going to hurt and I feel bad for people. So congratulations on saying, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Yeah. Now, and also Michael wrap that all up and here's me who doesn't have a lot of experience. I'm going to jump in and try and pull private. I mean, yeah. What do you think? I'm going to start somewhere and build. You can't, (laughs) man. It's uh, yeah. So, um, so that being said, so, all right, great. We back off. So what do we do? Right. Here's the one thing you're going to know about me is like, but I never stopped. Right. It never turned me away. So I, I, buy another course but it wasn't you know i was like this time i was like okay i'm gonna spend 200 bucks these guys i followed them for a while um i really liked that they were doing it was a cheap course and it was just basically to get some of the tech tech down for and it was by um from hud home store by hud homes right um i had my real estate license my broker was awesome and he was hud certified whatever it took to be able to make those bids Mm -hmm. and i just went at it every day we put in a bid every day according to their plan i did it and I, in South Jersey, where prices are very different than here, um, in a market that I had a really good friend who was a real estate agent down there, we found one. We got one, and the offer was accepted, and we got it at a significant discount. What year is this? Sorry? Uh, 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So it's starting to recover. We're seeing prices appreciate down there. And so so mistake, like number 12, here it comes, <laughs> right? So we get it at a discount, right? So I was like, 
Dave, we're going to do this. We got, um, you couldn't really get a mortgage on those things, right? Yeah. But we got private money. We got a, a fellow who was in business, has money, and he like was like, I want to get it out of stock market. I want to invest in great. Come in on this. So we did. We put it together, put a little, you know, LLC together and did it. What did we do? I went to flip that thing, but who did the work? Oh. So here I am, two and a half hours every Friday. God bless my wife and my kids. They never complained that dad was leaving. They supported me all throughout. But here I am, jumping in the car, taking half day Fridays, driving down to South Jersey, and I show up and start cementing and tiling every weekend, every weekend, and just working on this thing myself. And hey, we have a successful flip. Yeah. We pay him back in spades. We pay him back 150% of what he put in. Oh, nice. That was the deal, right? So he made 30 grand. He put in 60, he made 30. Um, Perfect. And then my buddy and I, after all that work, take $8,000 each. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. I worked hard, man. I <laughs> sanded walls off. It was hard work, right? And it was success. It was my first success. Like I will say success, right? But so he's, he's like, Great. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Here's the thing, right? Lesson learned. What was I doing? I was working on the thing. I wasn't in the HUD home store looking at the next deal. I wasn't making offers. I was distracted. So that's where I tell people all the time. Now I was working in the business instead of on the business. And that is, again, what did I learn? You, you can't work in the business contract that stuff out maybe i mean yeah we would have made less profit but we would have probably been on the next one right mm-hmm. and the next yeah. one i would have had deal flow so i learned i learned a lot you know awesome. from that but we did it and we were successful so it was my flip <laughs> yeah well so I I, i'm curious about this what uh, how did you feel right the money hits your account or you get a check i'm not sure how you take the proceeds but how did you feel because now you're seven years into or six years into a journey that kind of started rough and now you got an $8,000 profit. You had, you had to feel kind of good, I think. Are you, uh, okay. Because you're like, shit, I worked on my business. I shouldn't have done. Okay, I got you. <laughs> well, there's that. And I was just like, hey, 8000 in North Jersey. It was like, it didn't change my life. But real estate was supposed to change it. You know, like it was, I mean, I, and I don't like, hey, 8000 is a lot of money. But at the same time, it was like, it wasn't life changing. No. No. After how much in debt I had been, eight thousand, yeah. you know. So and and there was no flow, and you yeah. know, and I was tired. So when this guy said do it again, I almost like fell over. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Forget yeah. it. Like that was a lot of work. <laughs> no, but, I get it. Yeah. But again, you know, um, what that also taught me was, man, in South Jersey to put gutters on a house, I almost fell over when they were like, oh, we got to cut trees and put. I was like, oh, just lay it on me. What was what's the bill? They're like eight hundred bucks. I was like, I mean, I mean, Done. labor and everything in, yeah. not just the parts. And they're like, no, all in. I'm like, well, that'd be like seven thousand dollars where I'm at, you know. So, uh, so I learned like, hey, every market's different. Don't Absolutely. take your North Jersey prices and labor to any other market. Yes, right. So, awesome. So what you talk about and what you preach now, these out of you know, I invest out of state now, but you know, you cannot bring your yeah. expensive costs over there because you're going to overpay. Right. So I learned Amen. that right away. Yeah. I mean, there are so many, I mean, the California investors, I mean, I swear to goodness, they, they, uh, the, you know, the person in Cleveland, just to pick a city, gets a phone call from 415 or 650. It's like, Oh, I can, I can jack it up 20 grand. California's calling. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And it's terrible. true. It is true. So like, you know, again, even the way the contract labor, man, if, if, if it was a real negotiation, he was like, name or price. I would have paid triple for yeah. that work, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, and, and been happy about it, you know, so that's, uh, that, so again, everywhere along the line, like I tell anybody in the mess, in this message of my, you know, journey, which is crazy is 
the one thing I do well is I at least learn along the way, I make a lot of dumb mistakes and, and, and overzealously get into things, but I learn a lot. Yeah. So, so that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here we are then. So now like I just wait because I'm tired, right? We're doing well, you know, things are going good. Um, and so for 14, 15, 16, we just kind of like wait it out, pay it down. Like okay. just, you know, live, live that conservative life. And then, um, in 2016, when we moved up here, we turned our, our property okay. into a rental, which again, it's, it's North Jersey. Like we should be making tons of cash flow on that, but it's not an alligator. But when I think about the equity that's in there, yeah, you know, man, we're going to do great yeah. in the future. Yeah. We're going to do great on yield in the future. Once we do the right things with 1030 and that. Okay. So here we are. 2017 comes, I start buying tax liens and cause I'm getting bored. Right. I'm getting, yeah. you know, that shiny object, but what am I going to do next? Right. So I start buying tax liens, which are great cause they have great return, but I'm kind of like, again, I'm like, Ooh, it's tough for me. I like to be a little bit more active. So it's tough for me to buy a lien and just sit and wait. Yeah. So I do have tax liens. I like those. Um, but, they're not um, making a great financial future for me in the future because yeah. once a tax lien is over, yeah. right? Great. I got great returns, but you got to do it again. Yep. Right. So, so this is when I turn to my wife and I say rental real estate is where it's at. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you put the time in, you do the work, you know, I'm going to go at it hard and it's going to just return for yeah. a long time. We're not going to flip. I don't want to get rid of it. Cause yeah. I look back at that one house I flipped. If I held on to that now, I'd be cash flowing whew, thousands a month. <laughs> Because it was such a discount. I should yeah. have held that one. Yeah. I should have held that. But the flipping was where it's at. Yeah. So 2017, I get involved with tax liens or whatever, but I meet somebody. Um, the good thing that came out of that is I meet somebody who's like, listen, I want to offload a house that is performing for me in the Ohio market, uh, in one of the cities south of uh, Cleveland in Ohio. It's cash flowing for me. I was like, all right, show me the financials. And I was like, all right, I'm going to buy this thing. But, you know, remember I have scars, I'm still looking at wounds. And I was just like, I am not financing that. I'm only using all cash. Okay. So remember we're saving, we're saving bonus checks and commission checks. And I'm like buying it, bought it all cash. Okay. Um, but at market, which was great. So I had, you know, before I bought it, I had just like, no, I want to look at the market. I want to see what it's doing. Yeah. Bought it at the market. It's been cash flowing ever since. Really great success. Amazing. I have okay. great property managers out there. Really happy with them. They've always done right by me. So it's, Great. Yeah. So here we go. Let's go over number two. <laughs> Let's make more mistakes. Right. But yeah. again, we're still scarred. So we're like, all right, we saved and we went for number two, but here's where we made a mistake. We went to a new market uh. in the Midwest, right? Go learn another market. Let's be inefficient and learn another market. And we didn't do as much diligence there. We didn't vet the property manager. And here we are with a second property. So now I'm basically on three rentals. The second one that I actually purposely went for, we made all the mistakes, right? We, we tried to get it cheaper, spend the money, right? Yeah. Um, not having that value for our cash that you talk about, Michael, this is why like I am so in tune with you because I didn't <laughs> value that cash, yeah. but I, you know, all my money in no leverage, but then I knew I, it was takes time, pay money, fix it up, get a renter in there. It's doing okay. But you know, the renter gets behind the, property manager doesn't communicate very well with me. So we just like say, hold on. Okay. So we have three rentals now. The one in New Jersey is doing okay. It's not cash flowing great, but it's there. It's great yeah. equity. Ohio's doing fantastic. Michigan is not. So let's just yeah. hold on. Before we get into a danger zone, let's just hold on. So we waited all through 2018 and 
we're not out, but what we, we learned a lot. Again, we learned a lot. Um, I have to fire that property manager, right? But I, but what does it teach me? I know what I like in property managers. I know the areas that I like. I know tenants and, and the types of tenants I like. So I, again, I learned a lot. And this is where I really started to find success is, is started to listen to your channel and some other uh, channels. And I, what I did was I started laser focusing, like stop um, looking at these multifamily real estate riches. And I just like, I only listen to folks who are focused on single family rentals. And it's really helped me focus and hone in and okay, these are the things I value about my property managers now. These are the things I don't like about that other market. So like, for example, uh, my Michigan market, I get a, every quarter, your grass was too high, $200 fine. I'm like, man, they are just out for the investors. I'm out of that market. I don't want to do that. Anymore. Yeah. My well, Ohio market, they're much more investor friendly. They work <laughs> with us. Uh, my property managers have better connections downtown and all that stuff. So what are we going to do? We're going to go, we decide, my wife and I, we're going to go all in on our Ohio. We're nice. going to focus. Nice. Um, and then with, you know, with your guidance, we focus in a very specific set zip code by zip code nice. that we're going to, that we like looking at yields. We know it really well, but here's one of our problems is like, we're so conservative. Like we only <laughs> want to do it all cash. We only want to do it all cash. But when you look at the deals that I just did, and I think we connected because I was successful and I got yeah. two other, you know, three other units under contract. Um, I would have only been able to do one. Yep. All in with cash. But when you look at the yield on all in a cash, it's like 3%. Yes. Right. It's because non-levered debt. Yeah. But if I leverage it and let somebody else pay down my debt, that deal that, that I'm specifically talking about, that 13%. Very different. Which is above, you know, when you go through the exercise of your course, it's above the average. Yeah. So I'd say it's actually a great deal because the average is about eight, 7%. I, I am so happy this, you know that. I mean, people, you got to realize I don't care where you invest. I get all the time. What market should I invest in? I don't care. Go learn the market, figure out what average yep. is, and then only do good or great deals. It's not easy. Go do the freaking work. Get off your butt. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. The work isn't easy. And putting no cigarette, the work is easy, but yeah. being disciplined is not. Yes. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's, where, that's one of my strong suits. Yeah, clearly. I go out and dog with a bone. Dog with a bone, right? Like you said, you did it every day. I'm like, I got to do more. I got to do it. <laughs> I got the realtor alerts, right? Like I'm going at it. But I I'm love doing, it. Like I'm trying to just follow successful people. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm a humble person. I'm just like, I can't tell you I know it all. You know, like if you say you'd be, I'll follow you. I definitely will do it right. And, but, but I am testing always, testing and what's being successful for me because this might not be successful for the next person yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. you know, maybe they want to be more active, but it worked for me because I mean, we work full-time jobs. My wife travels to Japan, to Germany for work and everything like yeah. that. We like what we do for work. So we don't want to change that right now. Our yeah. kids are like rolling into high school and everything. We just want stability for them, but this works, you know, passively. But at That's the same awesome. time, I will tell you, I got to visit my market. Right. So yeah, you know, so there's, there's other attributes about the market that are working for me. And again, it's not, you know, sexy market. It's not Cincinnati. It's not Cleveland, right? I believe it or not, I'm in a, a, a market that I just know really well. There's good jobs and it's not like, you know, these hot markets, Houston, Austin. No, it's just, I, I just like it. It's a humble market and it just yeah. fits for me. Well, I, I think those tertiary markets, the non-hard, once a market kind of makes, you know, Money Magazine or Fortune or whatever, it's over, right? It's, yeah. it's over, right? So being in those tertiary or secondary markets is, 
is it really the only place you can play today, right? Today in 2019. So I'm very, very happy for you. So as you sit here today, uh, are you officially out of Michigan or are you, that's the plan? The plan is to be out. Yeah. Okay. To, to pull out and focus. Although um, it's, you know, after a year, it's finally stabilizing. I think the real strategy for 2020 is fire my um, property manager and just really use what, what you taught me and what I know now from experience to interview another property manager. So what I hear you saying really is you well. want to keep it. That's what I hear you saying. You're going to keep it. I'd like to try it. I'd like to try and keep it. Well, let me push um, that just because let me just push that. Right. It, so you're going to be pushed. <laughs> yeah. I, I would tell you, I think that's a mistake. Okay. Uh, frankly, I, I, if you're going to focus on a market such as this tertiary Ohio market, focus on the market, take that one distraction of a chip out of Michigan and 1031 or do two 50% loans, use that chip to, to add efficiencies, grow, okay. grow the Ohio footprint. Because, you know, you get to three, you get to four, you get to five in Ohio, and you still have this one in Michigan, that next $200 fine for weeds is going to drive you freaking insane. Plus yeah, the market's up, me. sell it. Just yeah. sell right. it, be done, take the money, grow um, So let me ask your advice on this then. Yeah. Uh, should I try to stabilize it better or just put it on the market? Like, should I get a good property manager to first or should just go and... I think the chances that the, whoever buys it going to use your property manager is pretty low. Um, so I think you, you put it out I, there. I think you put it out there and you do it. I mean, I think it, I, cause you okay. never know when it'll sell. Right. Cause we're going into right. the winter months and, and Michigan gets really cold. So historically speaking, it may not sell. So I still think you have to take care of the operational flow because it is yours. So do the interviews, do all of that, but tell them you're looking to sell it. So, cause maybe they have a buyer, right? Maybe okay. this new yeah, property right. manager has a buyer and you can work on an agreement. Hey, I'll sell it for three points less if you only charge me half the commission or whatever, right? right. Um, but yeah, you've got to take care of the operational problem. Don't put your head in, in the sand. Uh, but I see no reason to keep a single outlier because you, you made a mistake, right? You've admitted it. You went, you went to a secondary market. It wasn't fun. You didn't vet. Time to take it off the table. Yeah. And pl plus, it could help. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where you are uh, appreciation-wise, but heck, if you take a little loss, yeah, it helps you on taxes. It, it, you, you, focus is important. And I think any distraction right. of Michigan in your journey in 2020 will be another opportunity cost that you should avoid. That's right. Thanks for pointing that out. I definitely needed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's good because uh, I think 2020 is going to be my year where I'm learning the 1031 exchange because yeah. the New Jersey market finally came to the place where I'm like, man, if we take all that equity and put it into this tertiary market, I'll be, our estimate is we'll be at 12 units easy. Um, you know, and again, it's not about unit count, but it is about having the right focused level, yeah. approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, it's huge. Okay. So, uh, I feel great for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's, there'll be a focus going forward is, you know, again, all in on that market. Uh, man, it just, you know, you, when you find it and it fits and you start working with people that you like, again, other people might not find this market fun, but to me, it's very hometown. Uh, I really like it. And the people yeah. I like working with. So, Again, that's why my wife and I are like, yeah, let's put our money in there, right? And that's, awesome. and that's, that's Has she been thing. to the market uh, with you? She hasn't because we're constantly flip-flopping back and forth between who's traveling for work and being yeah. like, our kids at the moment are like, just tell us who's dropping off the, off the street. <laughs> you know? But so uh, I've been taking the lead on that. And okay. we said that in the future, if one of us were to go real estate pro, it'd be me okay. uh, first. So, and then All I'll right. take her along. But my wife is really good at analytics and uh -huh. so she'll uh 
the one thing I'm learning about scaling even up to six now is like, okay, when are those taxes due? When are those mortgages due? And everything like that. And me and the personal schedule, I am great at work, but when it comes to the personal schedule, I am a mess. But my wife, you could ask her anytime. She's like, she's on. That's so, uh, you know, it's a good thing to have a good partner. That's the absolutely, you know, uh, but she's also, again, through all of this, I have done some crazy things. She has never once said, stop. You're crazy. You know, she's always oh, been that's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's like, you're going to do it. You're going to make it, you know, so it's good to have support around you. Um, and she is between her and my brother, the only one, because I could tell you, uh, I think one of the reasons why I got on YouTube and, and the podcast community is because I just, anybody else I talk to, they're like, you're doing what? Yeah, you're, you're crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to change your life. You know, you leverage that the cash flow of 200, $300 a month. What are you doing? What are you wasting your time? You know, you can go teach classes at a gym and make that much money a month. Yeah. I was like, yeah. it's just that I can't find anybody else who's like-minded. Cool. So thank, thank God for her. Um, thank God that she supports me and has so far never put the noose around my neck. <laughs> for all those things that I've done. She's only been forgiving of it. Uh, yeah. But she's finally, I think where, where the real wind of my cells is now is she's finally starting to say like, you're getting it. You're doing yeah, it. Right. So this is uh, feeling good, honey. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. So, you know, that being said, we've been able to come off that real conservative approach where the last two now are going to have, you know, we're going to use leverage and we're going to really get a nice yield on our cash and really value our cash because we're buying, uh, you know, almost turnkey. The renters, nice. the tenants aren't in there, but these things are all improved. Dialed in um, yeah, already. Cheap, cheap debt, yeah. man. Lock that 30 year money in, man. Woof. It's amazing. I got something. I mean, I, I, my New Jersey property has a four on it, but this, these are going to have uh 5.3s. I mean, it's not That's bad for investment loans. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. So we're going to hold those for 30 years and if, yeah, if we could always refinance them, but we like that stability. You know, this guy came out with a 10, one arm. I'm like, no, no, we're just not doing this again. Like we, <laughs> absolutely you know, so not. <laughs> it took us long enough to come from all cash in for these things, but we realized it's way too slow, but like it, we were doing only all cash. Yeah, it wasn't until yeah. we had like 80 grand that we would dump into the next property. But we realized, we looked at each other and we're like, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. We're T minus 12 years from 55 and we want to be done by then. So yeah. we got to start letting other people pay down our, our debt. That's, so. that's the right way to go. Well, this has been uh, so much fun, Kevin. I love this story. So 2020 for you is about getting to 12. Is that what I kind of heard in your discussion? 12 at least. Yep. It's oh, in my goal oh, board. Yeah. I think, I think what you just said was 15. That's what I think you just said. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but no, but uh, when we make our goals for 20 is to get to 12, but also other very specific goals to be conservative leverage at 25 to at least 30% um, nice. and never going to time the market, but yeah. be better about like cognizant. We weren't cognizant of what was going on in the world around us. So be cognizant of that. I love what you're doing. I think uh, we're going to stay close. Uh, we'll do another interview, maybe middle of uh, 2020. See how you're doing. See if you're out of Definitely. Michigan yet, which I hope the answer will be yes. Uh, <laughs> I said it here. We got to get it done. So. <laughs> That's right, honey. I'm selling Michigan. Mike said so. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, she always does. If you think it's the right thing. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so. Well, Kevin, this has been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate everything you've done. I know we helped some people. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so. Anytime. And thank you. And thank for everything you do, uh, man. Uh, confidence is key and you, you really helped me. So much gratitude. I appreciate it.